welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 137. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky, and also Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Back. Welcome back, Hello. Jenna. Jenna's here, yay. It's been, feels like a, probably a month. Yeah, it's been a very long time. I think the, like, before I saw you at, at Oktoberfest, I think I hadn't seen you in probably a month. Yeah, that sounds right. Either yeah. way, welcome yeah, back. Yeah, bet- between us doing every other week where we're actually recording and then... <clears throat> Right. It's hard to keep track of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a month is a very real thing. It's the first time. archaeologist. So. First time I've had to turn up microphone number three in quite some time. Right. <laughs> I've just had it off the last several weeks. So, uh, anyway, I want to start off with mentioning uh, actually beer first. I am drinking a surly grapefruit something or other. It's grapefruit a, supreme. Is it tart su- ale? Is it super hoppy? No, it has no hops. What? Well, no hop flavor. That that's very unsurly. Which is why it's a good beer, also courtesy of Tom. Thank you, Tom Hayes. Oh, um, yay, thank you, Tom. And uh, it looks like, Ryan, you're doing a Pabsty? Yeah, I've got a PBR, growing Mis- out my mustache. Mr. Blue Ribbon. Got, are you, got uh, my Doc Martens on under the table. <laughs> what are you hipstering about today? Uh, what am I hipstering about? I'm going to hipster about, actually, um, last um, episode, our conversation that we had uh, in great length about the merits of the bmw super engine versus the toyota super engine no i wasn't using that as a segue we still have to cover patreon oh shit okay Uh, carry on i'm i'm (laughs) drinking china black tea with vanilla which was a was a mistake i should have done honey i actually stopped on at starbucks on the way here after i had a cup of very strong black coffee at home and i got a pumpkin spice no a pumpkin cream oh those nitro cold press yeah um I've been very jittery since then, but that that yeah. still sounds pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it's it's good. It's from a local coffee shop by my house called Westside Perk, and it has a drive-through. So oh, that's nice. It's nice, and it's in my um, reusable holographic coffee that, mug. That reminds me of like uh, school folders from the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Somebody <laughs> gave it to me for Christmas a while back. So with cool. Westside Perk, they. Yeah are very convenient in that they are an independent coffee shop that's a drive-thru. Yeah. Now, don't ever in your life get any mixed coffee drink there because they use, like, the most overly flavored, like, Ghirardelli chocolate and they're, like, lattes and stuff like that. I like them like and that. they're really affordable. And it's it just, like, it, just doesn't like it's flavor chocolate. town and it's just too much. Yeah, there is such thing as overdoing it. Yeah. yeah. And that's my only issue is like but their if, lattes are good. Just the the chocolate based stuff is uh, <laughs> yeah. really chocolatey. So if you like chocolatey then I'm not a you're huge fan of chocolate. So it's one of the, you'll you'll need a an EpiPen. <laughs> so you can go to diabetic shop. Flag down up of the police. They yeah. they carry those. Um yeah. anyway, I wanna hop into Patreon and then we'll get going on your topic. Totally. Uh head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Check out the two open ended support levels that we have for content consumers like you to directly support content producers like us. That was me, I'm sorry. That's all right. Um we use the money exclusively just to fund beer at this point. So Hop on over there if you'd like to. If not, we certainly understand. Feel free to keep right on listening. So, yes, let's talk about an elaboration on Supras. One second. All right. So if you guys missed it, two or three episodes ago, (laughs) we had a very heated debate, which I'm not going to touch on too much, about the 2JZ versus the B58. I can feel the anger rebubbling to the surface. I think, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't call it a heated debate. I would call it an academic discussion. Okay. All right. 
with I don't yelling that. and swearing <laughs> and threats of violence, as one does during academic discussion. Academia would be much more interesting if it was every, everything was that intense. Oh, you should watch... Um, no segues. Talk, oh, talk to me about this sorry. thing. <laughs> um, anyway, so we are both correct. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and the reason I'm saying that we're both correct is uh, the company that did a... Sorry, a 2JZ swap... Into a Mark V. Yeah. Has now done another swap. They've done an LS swap. Oh. But not the LS you're thinking of. Hmm. A 3UZ FE. I was going to say, I see double overhead cam. Yes, it's a 3UZ FE swap. Now, we may disagree which straight six is best straight six, but we think we can both agree that this engine is worse in every way. Yeah, the 3UZ doesn't have like... um, What's that? What am I thinking of? Like a some quality that's like. It doesn't have its merits. Like it, it's it's fine. It's endearing. It's a, it, doesn't yeah, have any endearing. No, qualities. it doesn't. It, it's it's fine. It's, it's a, a it's a fine engine. If you buy a car with a three UZFE in it, yeah, leave it. In that there. you've bought a good car. If you're putting putting an engine into a car, three UZFE is like down the totem pole of V8s, right around where like the three and a half liter Land Rover V8 is. Like I just, I wouldn't recommend swapping it in unless it's. Very cheap and readily available. Um, now, the reason being is the one UZFE is a great engine because that's the one with the giant rods and it. Especially it's super the, the pre VVTI uh, 1UZ. Yes. And this one is Definitely very. A VVT engine. <laughs> and, the th- and the 3UZ, I think they max at about 500 horsepower. Could be. Like if that, uh, once, you're, once you start actually building power on them. Um, so you, you're not going to really be able to do a whole lot unless you tear the engine apart and it's a drift car yeah that makes no sense no that's too expensive a car to throw around that's especially if you put a new engine in it that doesn't all right it doesn't like, really make enjoy sense. it but not in that way <clears throat> to be fair it is d1 gp and is d1 it sponsored yeah if okay. d1 gp in japan um that's kind of like their like the dtm of racing like that's the in that one market, that's the biggest thing that you can get. Okay, so, so like they really just wanted a Supra and get it paid for. Yeah, it's I, probably like an express car or something like that, oh, where it doesn't okay. have a VIN that can be registered or something yeah, like it's that. Probably that something like that. Or they just give it to them a body in white. Yeah, and the, and then they, you know, they wanted to do something that was like strange and new to like, it's get like their me name putting out. a Ford flathead in a BMW V36 yeah, just M3. To, just to just get people you can. It's just peaked weird. and interested from a pers- <laughs> like yeah. from a area that they might not be exposed I would prefer to see like a Yaris GRM and GRMN engine in here with like a that huge turbo really cool. on it. Oh, that like, would be fun. Because then it would harken back to the four-cylinder racing Supras and the Mark IV. Yeah. Or a 3S GTE swap just... Do that because they already did them. Super a, heavy, they, though. They, I know, but they already did the the Jay Z. So mine's all just go with uh, go. Oh, yeah. Um, the uh, Lexus NX 200T engine. That's already a two liter turbo. Oh, is it? Oh, that actually be very cool. Yeah. I forgot the Toyota makes a pretty okay two liter turbo yeah. four cylinder. <laughs> it's kind of what everybody <laughs> thinks about Toyota's two liter <clears throat> four cylinders. Oh, I forgot. That's very. That's a very Toyota reaction. But that is a a pretty strange swap. I don't hate it, but. I, I don't understand it either. I think we can both agree that regardless of what straight six was previously in the Supra, it was better than that. Oh, absolutely. Like, that is just yeah. objectively Unless true. Unless this car somehow came with a 5 MGE, which is objectively worse than a 3UZ. Yes. 
<laughs> I was trying to come up with a uh, rebuttal, but no, I, that's why I picked a five MGE. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm saying, I'm like, if it was a seven MGE, you'd have a little bit of recourse. No, the seven M is uh, that. That's actually their worst engine. The, si- the, the six M is the one you're thinking of. That's the th- that's the uh, over square three liter five M that I, they made. I, thought, I was t- I was thinking of like a two point five liter M series. Uh, the, no, the five M is the two point eight liter uh, that was in the. Uh, second generation Supra. Those did not have the head bolt tightening problems. No, they didn't. They were oh, actually they were perfectly fine. fine. Unless this yeah. came with a seven MGE yeah. without the head bolts readdressed. <laughs> that that <laughs> is obje- that is just the worst engine. And you can speak from experience on that one. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan. Uh, you mean me? Uh, yeah, Jan is the one that blew it up, not yes? me. Because yeah. I was I that knew was how bad it was. But it's just super weird that Toyota. Well, it took a Toyota product regardless of what engine was in it, and they've reduced the amount of power it made yeah. by engine swapping it. Well, the potential power. Because well, yeah. I'm sure it probably makes more power. Or we're not getting into this. But no. Well, no, I mean, like, it, it probably makes more power just because, like, it probably makes, like, five well, I see what you're saying. More, if it's, yeah. a, like, a very high state of 2 and 3 UZ versus yeah. a stock B58. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. I but accept. A, but, like, actual power available, like... <laughs> power potential is just not yeah, there. it's just not there also at all. It also doesn't make super E noises. No, it's just, it sounds like a VA. Like, why would you want that? Like, it sounds like a GS430 in the ghetto. The flex pipes have failed. Like, literally, yes. (laughs) Like, why would you ever do that? (laughs) It's not... It's not in the spirit of things. You don't take horsepower away from things. You add horsepower to things. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you do. Anyway, so... That's exactly what... Let's talk about the Emma Maersk. I like talking about boats. (laughs) That was was so on... On the ball, like I'm, like I'm struggling here. <laughs> so anyway, the Porsche Taken Turbo S, aka the Emma Maersk, we've talked Starring about this car a few Liam times. Nielsen. Apparently, there were like the the numbers that we originally talked about for the curb weight being 5,200 pounds. Apparently, that's wrong. So I don't oh. know what publication we were looking at, but. Even though it seemed like it was pretty reputable, I think it was Fully Charged that said that, which is one of the first, actually the first automotive journalist network that was able to drive one of these cars, okay. still in disguise. They quoted 5,200 pounds. I'm like, that's ridiculously heavy. And they also quoted kind of mediocre performance numbers when he was testing it. So apparently this car is only 4,900 pounds, which is almost exactly the same as the 100 kilowatt hour Model S. That's, it's still really heavy, but yeah. But I mean, for an electric car, it's not it, that's totally on the ball. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it makes sense, and it's actually pretty good considering the Emma Marisk is a full steel chassis, and the Model S is all aluminum. Yes. So the fact that they're able to do that is pretty impressive. Um, Top Gear UK. How much chassis flex do you think that car has? I would hope almost none. Almost but, everything super new is very. I, very but good. I mean, to be able to achieve that weight versus oh. an aluminum one, like. I bet they're using a lot of high-strength steel, so it's probably really probably. expensive. Or they, like, they like, recut the chassis or something. Or right. They, I'm guessing there's yeah. a lot of clever... Uh, Porsche, to their credit, they've always been really good at making really light cars. They don't feel like they're light. That's a like good point. Like, Scott's 911 is, like, 2,870 pounds. And it feels like it weighs a ton. Yeah, right, you drive it, and, like, it's a 3,500-pound car, for sure. But, I mean, they get really good performance out of them because of that. That's a little bit of a digression, I grant. Top Gear UK tested a Porsche Taycan Turbo S, a.k.a. Emma Maersk, against uh, Tesla Model S P100D Ludicrous (laughs) Raven, which is the latest edition with the best Mm, battery or whatever. Turns out 
the Taken's a little bit faster in the quarter mile. However, since that story was published, two things have happened. One, dragtimes.com, the main dude where yeah. all these repositories are gathered, he looked at the data, and apparently one of the commenters submitted that if you go back and look at the mile an hour, yeah, it's the 60 it, foot, the eighth the mile, the, second. <laughs> the times and speeds are exactly the same as a two-year-old 100D Ludicrous they tested at Top Gear. Yes, I, so, I, I saw that. And the... the fact that the car was not in Ludicrous Plus mode when they launched it for the test. So it won by, I think you said, like two car lengths or something like that. But like the, he equated that to how many tenths it would be, and it was wrong. Well, did you hear Elon Musk's uh, rebuttal to Top Gear's test? Is no. He he said he like brought that up. Like yeah. he actually made a, a tweet about that. Okay. And then Top Gear said, "Well, actually, we were being <clears> nice <throat> because when we tested it, it was actually slower." Which doesn't make sense because if you look at the video footage, it well, was no, faster. no, I mean, no, the the actual time compared to when it raced the AMG, it, the the actual I see what the, the mark time was slower than what they put up on the screen. But if the video footage they published from the portion yeah. of the Tesla race was correct, it was actually faster than the timing they published. Well, no, yeah, no. The, well, this this is the thing though is the fact that that yeah they came back and said oh well we used we we put up the time from its fastest published time mm-hmm. from two years ago. Right. Well, that just calls into question Top Gear's, like, how factual they are. Right. At, like, yeah. were the cars at the same state of charge? Well, were they no, that's comparable? A, that's the were they launched correctly? Like, these, like when you're dealing with a drag race, like, the, the barometric pressure, uh, how humid it is outside, the temperature. The temperature still matters for All of cars. that stuff matters in a drag race. Yeah. So for you to say that this car came back two years later and ran the exact same time to the tenth of a second, a different model of car, a completely too. different model, yeah, like that's with a different driver. Uh, that's weird. And, and again, that that's that it was marketed. Really... I think their their recent test year that we're referencing, it was six tenths of a second different at the quarter, but the video footage they played showed two car lengths of difference, which is like two tenths a of a yeah. second. So. Either the, the Taken was significantly slower in that piece of footage that they put out, which maybe they ran it a few times. I don't they know. They probably did, yeah. Right. And that would make probably the most sense if what they're saying is correct. But either way, the fact that they're clearly reusing footage, or, uh, numbers sorry, from yeah. an incorrect car, and there are plenty of confirmed quarter-mile passes in a lot of different conditions all over the place for these cars that are the same as the Taken. That's You know, this never happened when uh, the Holy Trinity was on Top Gear. Correct. <clears throat> and this just goes to show that the Grand Tour is more factually based than I would like modern to see Top Gear. The Grand Tour handle this particular issue for us. Yeah, we yeah. really should. Because but the second point was kind of building on your Elon Musk tweet. After that, he's like, all right. Even if it did win, I'm going to push out a software update that adds 5% horsepower to every Model S. <laughs> and it'll be faster. <laughs> so they went ahead and did that. And sure enough, I think Model 3s are th- uh, 5% and Model S and X are 3%. So they're just wow. they're over the air. They're just flashing the cars to make more power. What the heck? That's so weird. <laughs> I love that. So what, anyway. What timeline do we live in? <laughs> pissing contest between Marisk shipping lines yeah. and Tesla Motor Company. <laughs> It's it's really great. So I just wanted to talk about that. But they're, they're adding basically 50 horsepower to the ludicrous Raven car. As I say, I also really love that Elon Musk is just willing to do that. Yeah, he's like, no, like this is gonna be faster. I like big deal. I'm really curious. I, I want type, somebody, type 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 type. Done. Want, I want there to be like an aftermarket controller or something that comes out where you can actually have the full power of the Tesla. 
Because obviously every single Tesla or at least probably more. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I just want to see what these are actually capable of uh, once entirely unleashed. It, it mm, it's a lot. That would be scary. Because every I was time talking to Pavel and he was like, even my non-performance car is capable of more horsepower than a performance car stock. Yeah, and it's like with with Elon Musk, yeah, like the way that they're like, he well, just keeps honor a warranty, which is the top. Well, part. yeah, I know, but that's the thing is he he's leaving a lot of power mm-hmm. on the table. It's like Toyota with their which is inline why sixes. So their like, stuff lasts forever. Yeah, like he, he's just leaving a ton of power on the on the table. So yeah, I'm really curious, like if one of these is like flat out, like somebody just takes like, well, your Tesla, like a totally right. like whatever Tesla. We the, should like, also have Pavel on the podcast at some point. I, he's so elusive, it would be tough, and he really yeah. likes to not be in the limelight, so we probably wouldn't do it. That's fair. It, I would love it. Yeah. If you if you'd like to get some talking points, we can dress uh, Corey up in a tracksuit and have him pretend to be Russian. Yep. Yeah. Oh, like, yep. Oh, <laughs> that's that's finish. But this is, it reminds me of like a modern version of Ford versus Ferrari. Yes, oh, yes. Like, I just like, like that. The, the automotive pissing contest with people that can leverage like that enormous comparison. companies. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just and like, so what? All of the money in the world. Also, um, I really I, like that comparison. I find this very annoying, but I was actually listening to the Donut Media podcast, okay. Pascast, and it's really, really, really good. Like and they, they their first episode was a four part series on Ford versus Ferrari. Nice. And they did two parts on the Midnight Club, and then they just finished one about Smokey Eunuch. I like that they're focusing on culture versus releases. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, arbitrage, you get everything though. Yeah. So no need to go searching for their podcast. Yeah. There's no further podcast, but it was just really no. It was really annoying. So listen to their entire podcast like at work over the course of the last two days. It was that good. I, I definitely. Excuse me. I, I definitely understand that. So. So speaking of pissing contests, yeah. the Nurburgring has been the traditional home of. Oh yeah, that is the that's the yardstick. Um, I, what? So do you remember ten years ago stick. when we were in high school and the R thirty five GTR came out? I do. Yeah, in two thousand eight or nine. Yeah, it's yeah. still in production during our. Basically unchanged, it, it will, except for the price. <laughs> it will be in production, largely unchanged. Yeah. For high school uh, ten year reunion coming up later this month. Um, that's this month. Yes, it is. This okay, is November. I have tickets, but okay. I mean, I'm gonna buy mine tonight. Okay. But um, oh, I'm going to be excited so to go to that. Ten years ago, when the GTR came out, it had a seven-minute, 20-second lap time. That's really good. Still. Which is really bonkers. Cause you have to understand, like that wasn't the fastest lap time, but it was the fastest lap time for attainable money. But it also like mopped the 911 Turbo of the yes, era. it did. It totally which was destroyed twice that. The money. But not only that, like it came in a little bit faster than the uh, Pagani Zonda. It came well, in faster. Which variant, though? Uh, whichever one was uh, was the actually one, I assume. No, it was the one that it wasn't was like, the R. It was the f- it was the fast it was the fast street version. But anyway, it, it must have been the F. Yeah, I think it was the F. But um, yeah, no. So basically, like there was like a couple of cars that were faster, but as far as like an attainable street car, it was the fastest car you could get. GTRs are still hugely impressive. And, yeah, and like now they're significantly faster. Mm-hmm. Like they've probably cut thirty and seconds off that. Improve the transmission yeah. so it stays together for launches. Yes. Uh, now. Uh, Audi, however, has taken mom's SUV. Oh, no. And they oh, haven't no. beaten it. But can we talk about how close Audi's time is to the GTRs? 742253. What? And, and, and that is, <laughs> is in, that an RSQ8. But that's effectively mom's SUV. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, so for you guys who don't know, the Q8 is pretty new. It's about the size of a Q5. A little bit bigger. But it has... You know, a lower belt line, a lower yeah, roof line. Right. It's kind of like one of those group SUV things. 
Well, no, the Q8. No, you're, you're not. It's not the Q8. I, I think you're thinking. Of, I think you're thinking of the Q7. No, because the, the Q8's bigger than the Q7. No, Q8's significantly not? smaller. Okay, it's about this the size doesn't of the make Q5. Any sense. It anyway. doesn't make. You're right, because like, it's like the infinity thing. Yeah. Like the bigger number, it should be bigger, right? Because the Q7's yeah. big. No, the Q, the Q8 like the, is actually the pretty small. The BMW X5 is bigger than. Oh. But yeah, that's th- how I remember it. Yeah. But and it this, makes sense. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, because like we had this argument over what car a, a previous parent at my school owned, and I was like, oh, it's definitely an X5, and Ryan's like, no, it's an X whatever is bigger, and I was like, no, X7. it's an it, it's an it's an X5 for sure, and then What's we it? saw the bigger one, and I was like, why did they make it any bigger than the X5? Like the X5 is as like as big it's as already too big. So um. But yeah, so this Audi SUV like ran a 745, which is not a lap record. But you have to remember when the, when the GTR first came out, we were excited to see a Ford Transit van run 10, si- 10 minutes around the, oh, the yeah. numbering. Oh, yeah. I'm still excited every time I watch that video. Yeah. Sabine Schmidt's yeah. behind the wheel. And, and now you have an <laughs> Audi Q5 that's just blasting that away. I think it's really dumb. Or a Q whatever. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I think, Audi it, I think it's really dumb. But it, it's just this is a testament to how much faster we are like, just as humans. Yeah, for, and, and just we, like a short like, decade. That, that's we, been, we engi- we're so good at engineering around problems instead of fixing them yeah. at oh, yeah. this point. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely, I like that. It's like a very that. good d- yeah. description of that. I mean, basically, we're taking the Porsche 911 mentality from the 1960s and building life on it. Yeah, yeah. we are. Um, and oh, so, God. So, yeah, th- this... This video is from Haggerty. This is um, what I think. Yeah, if you're, yeah. If you're, I, the sound is on very low. So if you're watching the stream, have fun. But, but yeah, so the, yeah, it, it's just it, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's actually faster than a Civic Type R around the track. To um, Thirty seconds from the end. But yeah, it's a twin turbo V8. Uh, the the corporate four liter, I'm guessing, right? It, it it beat the previous SUV record holder by twelve seconds. What was it before? Oh, the it GLC. It was previously the GLC 63s. Wow. Which is, this is the dumbest pissing contest, because all of these cars suck. Yeah. Yeah, they're all auto-only, and like, this SUV. Like. Th- this is, yeah, like, all right, cool. You got but the, it was 12 seconds faster. Yeah, it was wow. 12 seconds faster. And it, is, it like, is objectively fast. But at the end of the day, you know what I will do? I will, every day, take that much slower Civic Type R any day that, over that. Because yeah. it's just not worth it to me to own a crossover. Well, that's the thing. And, the, and like, the Civic Type R is still going to be relevant and cool in a decade. And this is going to be in a junkyard in 10 yeah. years. Yes, because some of you will have forgotten to clean out the sunroof strands once. And it will have yeah. completely filled the body control module with water mm-hmm. and fried the wiring. And they yeah. won't have done a mechatronic service. So the transmission will have exploded. And that will be a $20,000 repair bill. And the car will be underwater on its loan at $15,000 of value. Or somebody got a flat tire in Montana. They only had one tire in oh, the no. state that was oh, that no. size. They had to drive it to Colorado. <laughs> they got three more tires. And the transmission was full this is of getting, This is getting too real for some people, I'm sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am sorry, Audi and Subaru owners that have all-wheel drive. I Yeah, I mean, that's it's very impressive, but I would rather have I would, a GTR. Yeah, just don't, don't buy that. It's I'd, not worth it. I'm depressed by fast SUVs, even I though they're hugely technically impressive. You have to buy all brand new tires when one tire goes out on an all-wheel drive car to but my boss. But it depends, because if you have a more modern, kind of boring all-wheel drive car, they're usually hall decks, which is electronically controlled, so you can run different sized tires they front still, and rear axle. It was a Buick, it. I don't think. No. Kind of. No, they'll still do it, because <clears> once the all-wheel drive turns on, it'll still turn on, and you can't control when it turns on. That's true. 
and so Unless you have a controller, which nobody does. Yeah, nobody, nobody on Earth has a controller. Um, Our thirty-two it, guys were looking at you. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing is, a lot of people they'll they'll go, oh yeah, well it it is like it's active all-wheel drive. It, it stays front-wheel drive until you lose control. It's an electronic version of Honda's real-time viscous yeah. clutch system. But then uh, imagine that you are driving and you hit ice, and then when you hit ice, that immediately grenades your transmission. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, that's basically what's going to happen. Moral of that story is just don't buy an all-wheel drive car because you don't need it. Yes, you don't. Yeah, no, she's, um, she just bought it because it looked nice. Now, merci, Twingo. Merci, Jana, Twingo. would you like to uh, announce I would gladly bequeath the... Uh, oh, This is yeah. Jan, the best news for Jana. I haven't this, read this, but... Unfortunately, it's, it's oh, a no, fairly I have, old I, headline I haven't because read this, this happened. because I, I listened to this on the radio because oh. I listened to NPR Member-supported public radio. Yeah. Um, so Fiat Chrysler is in a merger with Peugeot. Ha, ha, ha. Peugeot, Peugeot Citroen. The one this yeah. article was dropped in the description, this was just in talks, but now it has officially happened. It it's is. a $48 billion merger between FCA and PSA. And I think no. Corey's fapping. Yeah, he is. Hey, may maybe that's well, why Corey why, saw that one uh, Citroen press car. <laughs> maybe. Ah, maybe. Maybe. We, there's been you know, Citroens and, and Peugeots kind of rolling around in certain like parts yeah. of the United States for a while. The United States, yeah. So what I'm hoping to happen here is we get like an electric Twingo or we get a I'll, Citroen C4 Cactus. I will literally oh, yes, take the please. Influenza. I will take any car that they make. If they made a new Avon time, I might oh buy that God. brand new. That's a Renault. Yeah, Peugeot. Yeah, Peugeot oh. Renault. You're right. Renault's different. <laughs> oh. It's, yeah, Peugeot Citroen. Citroen. Uh, how, however... Uh, but that's Nissan. They could still bring it to yeah, us. Nissan. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, the one double oh seven. Oh yes. Yes, you can get. Oh you can God. still get dumb cars. I'm excited. I I'm really excited for more French DNA because like last time we got it was what the car and the five hundred five, yeah. which were pretty good, yeah. but like people didn't know people what was going them. on. So they didn't like them. I still say I want a Le Car, and people are like, no, and I'm like, oh. I'm okay. actually looking at Peugeot's UK website because I'm going to look at what they offer right now and see if there's anything that I want. Why does that look like a PT Cruiser? That well, that was like the worst Citroen or Peugeot. Oh. I don't remember which one yeah. we were looking at. But, I mean, this should be good. I I'm a little worried because we're reducing the total number of, like, conglomerates that are making vehicles. So that's yeah, never that's good for consumers. But, like, concerning, but I really like FCA and I really like PSA. So exactly. if we get more French stuff here because of that, which we will, I assume, at least the, the platforms, even yeah. if we don't get them under the French mark. Who's going to make a 308 five-door and solicit a sports car? <laughs> Watch Twingo. as Brian goes down a French rabbit hole of doom. You know how many millennials would buy Twingos just because of the, the meme? Mercy Renault. Twingo. Hon, hon. Renault. Merci, Twingo. <clears throat> oh, I actually yeah, like... Right. That, uh, is, no. that is a Renault. <clears throat> Renault, come to the United um, States. Here, so, when, no, no, here. <laughs> this is actually... This is a good car. Uh, the Peugeot 108. What the hell just happened the, up here? Uh, the... There we go. The Peugeot... <laughs> wants um, you to moisturize your legs and fry Tell me more about fryer? the Peugeot 108. Well, in England right now, it is 12,000 pounds. Okay. That's very inexpensive. Yeah. Ooh, is this a competitor for the Mirage? Yeah. Ooh. Is, uh, it comes with 0% APR financing. Uh, <clears throat> you have $1,000 against your part exchange if it's a perfect city car condition. Or if it's uh, if it's in good condition, so basically they give you a thousand dollars towards your trade in. Uh, they give you zero percent APR financing and cost thirteen thousand dollars all in basically. What's going to happen when these 
Oh. The world will be a better place, Corey. Um, Corey, that's what will happen when these special people get in the Peugeots. You can also get it as a uh, convertible, and it's got a properly good interior. It's got Tweed and Tartan, which is everything everybody loves. Um, I don't I don't know about Tweed, but I really do love Tartan. Can Can you go to um, <coughs> Peugeot.co.uk and go to the uh, the 108 page? Because this car is actually pretty cool. I like, I would actually buy this. I'm seeing with a manual transmission option. P U G O T. Yeah, there you go. I like that little dinosaur thing that was. Sad. And go to new cars. Ah. I don't care about your privacy policy. What, is it like forward slash new cars? Uh, click to accept all, please. Ah, uh, God, this is so dumb. And new cars, <clears throat> city cars, 108. Okay. But yeah, I mean that that's a properly good car. I want to see the interior. Yeah, scroll scroll down. Just it's unlimited scrolling, so. No. Oh yeah! Oh Ooh. yes! That interior. That reminds great. me of a two CV, like the blankets that came covering mm-hmm. the metal spring frame. Yeah, like I really oh, like that a yeah. lot. I, I really like that like gradient sort of tartan. They've got, almost. They've got a green yeah. for all the oh, Kyles. Oh, it's got CarPlay. Yeah, this car's perfect. Like I want this. Plastic seats so you can throw engines oh, hell yeah. in it. Oh, this is I cannot... air conditioning. Wait, it's got an engine of sorts. It's 72 oh. horsepower, one liter. So one liter, three-cylinder petrol engine. Literally a competitor to the Mirage. It is a Mirage, but better because it's if French. If this yes. came to America, I'm afraid that Mitsubishi might go out of business. Oh, oh it's so that. cute. This would absolutely oh. eat the Mirage's lunch. I would buy this now. And it's got you know how many I saw these in Mexico? Yeah, because Mexico gets better cars than we do. It comes with free three years of insurance in the UK, too. Wow. <laughs> For up to three drivers with no curfew limitations. That is pretty bonkers. Fun fact for our international listeners: go buy a Peugeot 108 and then tell three us. Three years tell us how warranty, it is. and then I saw no, three, no, si- no, three no, years one, roadside assistance. One second, you need you need to you need to amend that sentence. Buy a Peugeot 108, and then before you tell us how it is, go drive a Chevy Impala. Oh, if you can find one, yeah, that still runs. That, that's what you need to do. Uh, Compare it to something that we get. That we get, because you'll understand why we love these cars, because they are that much better. Well, they're, like, just, they're quirky. That's what every, French cars have always every been. Every European person I've ever met does not appreciate cars like this, because it's just normal to them. I just that, yeah. oh, I would Look absolutely, that, so I want this they so bad. They match the shift knob I know. to the plaid seating. Like, that's yeah, amazing. Like and then the little Do you want the green pieces? dominant design or the red dominant design? Oh. Okay, cool. It's yeah, like, it's great. Like this is this. Uh, I want this really. Bad. I wish that was a one-spoke <laughs> steering wheel, but yeah, other than but that, it's fine. Wait, I want this to come to America. Really, has, really, really bad. All right, PSA, do <gasps> it. They're doing this just in time for a recession. I'm really glad I didn't spit beer out just then because <laughs> that's already happened to me once this week. Uh, <laughs> I forget what. <laughs> not the recession, you dingbat. <laughs> no, um, you mentally deficient. Drivel twat, but anyway, so no, this is a um, this they uh, their brains their did their partnership. Sorry, um, right as merger, I believe, is the technical term. Sorry, they did the merger right as a recession uh, is is looming on the horizon. Beautiful, and Americans buy cars like these during recessions only, and I think if this was available in America, this would change how we think about cars. Especially whole, if it maintains like a twelve thousand dollar price tag. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
or even get Scott fourteen even. Yeah. yeah. Like if, like the Fiat five hundred gone, you, so like yeah. give us this. Like no, because you need. Oh yeah, they took away our five hundred. We need we need Peugeot to replace it. FCA took away our Fiat five hundred, but they merged with PSA. So hopefully some Frenchies are throwing crap at the FCA people, and we get these. Well, because I like see they're, they're making if, the crepes on their crepe pan and just. I wonder if that's why. I wonder if that's why they got rid of the five hundred in America. I doubt it. This, no. I mean, that, this wasn't even in that was public no, talks anyway. Well, yeah, but that's the thing is, whenever anything is announced publicly, it, no. you can you can bet a year in advance. It's because it wasn't selling because they never updated it. Well, that's the thing. It it is, but I think that instead of updating it just canning it because now you have a whole crop of already existing cars that have been updated you don't have to update it and you let the 500 but this car is not in, as in cute Europe. as a 500 even oh, though it's quirkier Ooh, you said it right as it switched to the convertible i think you might be wrong no i do it's like got that four it's doors. four doors though it's got four doors yeah that is a better number of doors you can and, and then oh. i th- this car is better i'm sorry if they make an electric one of these oh yes they do oh god go up scroll up all the way up. Go back all the way to the top. Because they do make an electric one. Now if we go to new cars. Click on that. City cars. No, there's electric cars, cars right there. Uh, oh, electric oh, this, cars. Oh, it's the 208, yeah. <laughs> electric Definitely. cars. So, and then also the 2008. Yeah. But yeah, the 208 is a little bit bigger. And they also make the stupid SUV, which I'm sure we'll get. I watched a fully charged on the 208 EV. This is, yeah, whatever. Get this, this car's name is Baguette. Um, baguette. Uh-huh, baguette. That looks more like a trash can. But anyway. Um, oh, God. John just sent me a picture of the rust holes in his daily driver. Oof. Jacques. Nice. Oh, no. Poor Jacques, the E30. No. Hot garbage. R.I.P. In, 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 uh, rust in peace. Rust in pieces. Rust in pieces, Jacques. Um, All right, what do we have next? Now, uh, I would like to talk about... Um, the difference between how America and Japan celebrates their automotive like heritage. Okay. Are we talking about all the Japanese cars that are decked out in Hello Kitty? Because then I'm on board. Uh, we can after we're done with this. Okay. Um, now, in Japan, they do like publicly celebrate their automotive achievements. Like in America, like yeah, we're proud of the Mustang. We're proud of the Model T. And we celebrate the 1957 Chevy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that's the thing: so you don't do that officially. Correct. There's no. There's never been like a government. It's not like a Chevy day. Yeah. There's not never been like a government sanctioned thing. There's not a city named after a car company. There actually in, are several. Yeah. In Toyota City in Japan. Yeah, but they're. Is there Fordville? Well, it's like Pontiac, Michigan, and well, things like that. Like a lot of these things were. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I mean, a lot of they do, they're, but they're not prominent. Yeah. Like they are. Um, now in Japan, though, the Japanese Postal Service just released a uh, series of stamps. Celebrating 50 years of the Z car. Oh, okay. cute. As, po- as originally uh, public- publicized by a Japanese nostalgic car. Um, but Shameless yeah. plug. I know, right? <laughs> but if you actually look at them, it, it's not just the original Z car. They go through the entire history of it. Like, even the ones people don't like. like this even is the like the Harry ones. Potter stamps I buy yeah. at the post so, office. Like, every single variant. Like, if you're an S130 fan, they make a stamp for you. Z31 fan, which everybody should be, they make a stamp I for saw you. a really clean white Z31 driving <gasps> in my neighborhood yesterday. Wow, yes. really? I like, love that. There are, there's salt on the ground, you know. <laughs> anyway. Did you, did you go warn them with a hose? No, I was going to try to take a picture for Ryan, but I wasn't. So sure. each book comes with a set of 1063 yen stamps. 
Um, <laughs> they range from the S32 to the Z34. How many of these stamps will be used? Uh, probably none of them. I've okay. never used my Harry Potter stamps. Yeah, exactly. But that's actually I always very, go to very use cool. Them, oh, the timeline's in the shape of a Z. Isn't that great? That's so oh, cute. Oh, it's so cutesy I love Japan. I love that they like... Like this, when people say, "Is like, this like our duck stamp or kinda. no? No, it's not like our duck stamp. Duck, Never duck, mind. Gray duck. But yeah, I, I think this That's is actually really cool. They actually like celebrate stuff like this. Um, and it has the best Z on it, which is the Z thirty two. Yes, and so they they take the uh, <laughs> it's a whole book, and what's really cool about it is it's not just this. It kind of tells you like the history of the Z, and it's really a celebration of the car. But what's cool about it is this isn't from Nissan. This is actually from. The Japanese government. Wait, I'm going to go on the... Which is really important. You can tell UPS, they're very prideful of the, uh, the Fair Lady Z. Yeah, and I think that that's probably the most important thing is since this is an official government thing, like, they actually do celebrate their history. I think in America, our, the people are always like, oh, well, why do, why do all the American auto manufacturers suck? Well, first off, they don't make anything anybody wants. Anymore. Ever. I mean, back um, in the 50s, they were best in, best in the world. But that's the thing. Back in the 50s, you had official government... Well, like, you actually had, like, the government paying attention and like actually backing their their businesses mm-hmm. yeah um and in japan like like it, it's not a matter of like give, just like giving them money it's like if you have stamps that's free advertising mm-hmm. that people in japan should be prideful of their cars i think if in america if we had a bunch of stamps that had jeep cherokees on it like Whoa. i'm just thinking or like a jeep wrangler uh, okay, maybe Wrangler. Yeah, like so a Wrangler. I, that would that'd be makes people American. a lot more proud, prideful about them. I'm looking through our stamps, and they've got spooky stamps and T-Rex stamps. They've and they've got, got, got the garbage stamps. American flag ones, which are the only cheap ones. Yeah. I That's know. everything I mail has got an American flag on, and I feel like a repub. I'm like, all right. Ugh, There's awesome. working Bad. dogs. That's First cute. First moon landing. There you go. Oh, the USS Missouri trains. And the so really Z like cars are definitely better. Post yeah. office mur- murals. <clears throat> wow. So the military industrial complex is what we celebrate in our stamps. Cool. As opposed to the Z car. I'm sure I- I'm going to find some car stamps for you guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are like special runs of things like that in our country, but it's. Oh, there's Hot Wheels. <coughs> That's actually kind of cool. Hot Wheels stamps. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Are they all like? They're very dramatized. It looks like Fast and the Furious One meets Hot Wheels. There's dragon stamps, Corey. World oh. War One propaganda stamps. Oh my god! Always say masks <laughs> off on that one. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> but there's there's no like official like Chevy stamp or like official Ford. I will stamp. find them, and if not, I can I I know I know a postmaster general, and I'll 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 talk to him. His yeah, name's like, Charlie. Yeah, uh, I think that's just postmaster. I think general is the. Oh, he's he's something fancy. Uh, there's one of them, but oh. what well, previous one? He, um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things like. The post office, if they were actually, you know, celebrating the Ford Mustang and stuff like that, or like honestly, even the Focus. Um. There's Star Trek stamps. What about the Ford Explorer ST? To be fair, you probably could make a pretty decent run of stamps of Ford Explorers. There's Tiffany the Ford, lamps. You could, you could have the as uh, long as the newest one's very small. Uh, they've Tiffany lamps. It's even American. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's not. So we could have Z car stamps. Elvis. The, yeah, we could. Chris Craft. Like we, we BMW have... 3 Series stamps. Why not? Yeah, the Fiat 500 stamp. Oh, the Fiat multiple oh, stamps. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Twingo stamps. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we have lots of good stamps. Very cool. Um, 
Janet, you go through. You try and find some cool stamps. Then before we're done with the episode, we'll have you talk I, about I Hello called Kitty cars. out all the cool stamps. There's also a, a stamp subscription. So you can get some. Do they just send you weird crap, or do they send you like the same thing every time? Um, you <laughs> American flag. American flag. Oh, American ah, flag. Damn it, this is not what I wanted. <laughs> you, you get a roll of 100 postcard stamps, and they can be delivered either once a month or twice a month. So, remember you were telling me about that S, uh, LS400 by the anchor? Yes. And you went to, you actually snapped a picture of it for I, me. I, I went and, and like, looked underneath like and it 15, was not good. 1500 bucks. It, uh, tops is yeah. what you were saying, maybe. But, I mean, that's that's probably still a pretty good option for my buddy Jake. But the fact that that thing is in a population-dense area with street Ooh. parking and they have to deal with it, I think they might even take less than that, potentially, if yeah, it's for probably. sale. I mean, well, so their price that they had was oh. th- was $3,000. I thought it was, t- was $2,000. I'm like, yeah, it's like crackhead price. But I think if somebody approached them with fifteen hundred bucks in hand, they'd probably let it go. I would, yeah, probably, like, especially if it's been for sale for a while. The car is very, very good. The body looked okay. The but body, yeah, lo- the paint underneath. Yeah, the paint, the paint's solid. The interior's really solid, but there's rust underneath. Yeah. and I think having rust underneath is going to be your. Well, it changes your demographic for purchasing. Well, I think more than that, for you to see rust on an LS four hundred. Do you know how bad it's it has to be? It's been through some things. Yeah, it's seen some <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> that car doesn't just, like, rust out. Like I spilt the tea. Oh, no. Oh, ho, ho. That's basically what this entire podcast is. Ho, <laughs> <laughs> ho, and spilling tea. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, that's, our, that's the, we're, we're going to have shirts that say that, and that's our new brand ho, name. Ho, ho, and spilling tea. That's, that's fine. I'm actually okay with that, I suppose. But, uh, anyway. Uh, it's a little Twingo drinking tea. Lowballing people makes more sense in a situation like that when yeah. they have limited parking. And yeah, I'm using that as an idea. extremely poor segue to get into a topic I kind of want to talk about, which is street parking. Yeah, and let's how talk about it's that. It's fun. A massive pain in the ass. So it is. I have got Do you a think it's few... more of a pain of the ass for us because we don't necessarily always have to park on streets where I think in it's, Europe they It's worse for people that live outside of areas where you have to street park and occasionally you go to places where you do. Yeah. Um people that, you know, live in street parking only areas have the necessary parking permits and the savvy to kind of yeah. know where to park when, you know, when meters are enforced when they aren't. Um, and then even where meter maids aren't necessarily employed because yeah. there are several areas where there are enough cutbacks where certain days of the week, even though meters or parking is enforced, you will never get ticketed even on regulated street parking. So yeah. I have a few vehicles I drive on a regular enough basis that do not have front license plates and are regular, um, license plates in Minnesota where you do need to have yeah. a front and a rear plate. Where when I go downtown, uptown, something like that, where I need to street park, I'm always a little bit flustered as yeah. to the signage on, like, where is actually legal. Like, there's no way that this is a spot for me to park. Yeah. And then I have to worry about, you know, putting the license plate visibly enough on the front windshield. And even then, it's not technically legal. Yeah. Uptown yeah. is just tricky because they they try to change their parking to match their flow of traffic. But it's right. so hard to gauge. And that neighborhood is changing, like with the blink of the eye and like you yeah, know it's it crazy. used to like i had to i went to an eye appointment down there mm-hmm. and even though they have some public parking garages but they look like residential parking garages like mm-hmm. it's and so if i didn't know the neighborhood i wouldn't have made it to my appointment on time sure. because i you know i do know where to 
park in that area. And, and like, I feel like they've got they've got apps for meters now, and the apps do, don't necessarily really tell you. Clunky and they are they're really they horrible suck. apps, and they won't if you Ryan's if you enter a meter reason. number yeah, on a day where they're not enforced, it'll still let you pay for that meter. It won't tell you that you don't have to pay. Yeah. So, which is really tacky. But for some go, reason, my account is locked out oh, from Minneapolis parking. He used app. it oh. once. Oh, I used geez. it literally once. I don't know why it's locked out. I'm they so are confused. that app was made by the lowest bidder. Yeah. Um, but then, if you go to some place like um, Mall of America yeah. or anywhere that's got a really really high use parking ramp, they've got these little camera devices yeah. that have reference points, and they will show you at a glance what parking is available, yeah. and they use color codes to tell you if it's restricted available or occupied yeah so i was thinking like for street parking i mean cameras don't necessarily make sense because it's no. outside you have weather if things yeah. like snow get in the way and but what birds. about what about <laughs> birds yes yes birds do get in the way what <laughs> about something like rfid though like couldn't we or even like inductive charging or not charging but like inductive loops that can sense when there's something on top of yeah. it that's you know metal so they know that somebody's there to alert people to just reduce the amount of manpower and like ultimately eliminate meter maids while still allowing them to generate revenue from street parking yeah and i mean you know then i wouldn't I get front play tickets which would be yeah. great I'd i think in like uptown that would be a great thing because there's so much going on in that area but i feel like downtown that would be you take so like, you know, their construction like yeah. really, like it takes away from the businesses in that area because you know if you take down one street in downtown, there's not enough parking. Yeah, it cuts like a significant yeah. percentage of total available. However, parking whereas downtown. uptown, there's work... enough neighborhoods around it where I think it would work. If you, what if you worked it in as you are upgrading the roads yeah because i mean there is that well street. that's the thing you'd have to roll it out but you could integrate it with one of these apps so like yeah. not only will it tell you kind of like when it's enforced and when it isn't but in the future in certain zones it could tell you when it's currently occupied yeah. and like how long somebody has left on their time like that would be hugely helpful and i think it would reduce the amount of like unnecessary engine time and driving yeah. and I'd, just congestion in areas if you could you know yeah. wait somebody out another thing we can do is kind of like min pass where you just have a little pass that's up in your window or just use your min pass well you could but Which then is, you'd have to have like overhead I, I should explain um min pass is a rfid it's like i pass yeah. yeah it's like yeah. i pass or anything else easy or pass. Any say easy pass right. like mm -hmm. toll passes yeah yeah so we we have that for our hov lines mm -hmm. um so we want no what you could do is you could easily mount that to like a tree or something it's you, just a little could. reader that reads like four or five spots. Mm -hmm. And then what it'll do is instead of reading as you pass by, it reads when it initially senses the signal. Right. So if and it the, has that then, coil below, and then, then it yeah, fires and then, up and the And then reader. every minute mm -hmm. it'll read again, or every 10 minutes it'll read right. again. Which is fine because yeah. all the devices in the cars are passive RFID, so you're not wearing down a battery. Yeah, everything, exactly. All the stress is on the grid. It's not on your vehicle. Uh, yeah, and if, if you have it like, mounted to, like, say, a tree or something, yep. you could have that be solar-powered right? or something along those lines. It would be easy yeah. to power. It would be very, very easy to make that. Uh, it would be really not intrusive, mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily wholly reliable, just because yeah. of how narrow kind of the envelope is for like RFID yeah. in a situation like that. They yes. have to be overhead; they kind of have to be at an angle, and it would be harder to you know prove or disprove. But I think to your point, like yeah, that would that would only help because it would yeah. it would tell the city staff where they think there's an issue and then they could go locally and just like hand scan your rfid tag yeah. but, oh this person's fine and well that yeah and that's the thing well another thing is if you do it for say like 
my watch is say every 10 minutes or sorry every 10 minutes it scans yeah i think so even 15 would be a reasonable yeah. time if increment you, that way if you have somebody that's just coming in just like a, like a doordash driver yeah they're not gonna get charged sure um but like you could do that on side roads mm-hmm. not in your main not not in your main like hennepin avenue but like right, Bryant but or something. Exactly. Like something that's mainly used for residential on like yeah. influx. Yeah. And I, th- I think for like places like Uptown or Loring Park where you have, it's largely residential, but the street parking is metered. Yeah. Something like that would be a really good idea. Um, and then, uh, bye, Corey. Bye, sound engineer. Have, have, have fun shoveling. Ha- have fun at therapy. No, yeah. Have fun at your physical therapy. It's not physical. It's mental. It's physical. Wait, Physical and mental. Yes. Why is he going? Oh. It's just therapy. Anyway, so the um, the, um but no, for somewhere that's like a largely <laughs> residential area, like like uh, Loring Park area, mm-hmm. somewhere like that, where you have these side streets where people have to pay, like you know, if you want to park on their street, you either have to get a permit to be in your lot or to pick a shitload of money. What you can do is the residents that street can pay a certain monthly fee mm-hmm. to park there the sure. rfid reader just reads it and then for people that are visiting yeah every 10 minutes or so you just get charged like a dollar like, right i think that's a really good idea but for like occasional street parkers you'd probably want to have it so like like every modern smartphone's got rfid built into it too. yeah oh. so like I if you downloaded the app and you could use that and there's you know still a kiosk thing where you could yeah. swipe your phone or whatever and then that might be a situation where it has to be checked on every once in a while but i i still think cutting down the amount of hardware that you're expected yeah. to have because like people that have min pass great but like you really expect somebody to go sign up for min pass just to like well, drive it's it it an option like it's right. an option yeah. but like that's great because it's already a piece of rfid tech that's yeah. on a lot of people's cars yeah. so they don't necessarily need to use something like a smartphone yeah but well, yeah, either I way think, i think that'd be a, an option your other all your all the other alternatives you go to a kiosk and to pay for it like a plea right and still that's, leave that as an yeah. option but, or yeah. like I mean, this wouldn't necessarily be the best alternative, but like a motion sensor mm-hmm. sort of deal. But I sure. mean, those would be easy to like. Oh, fool but in city areas, there's yeah. so much motion. I, yeah. I would struggle with whether or not they could keep tabs on you know. Imagine sure the, the data they're Imagine getting. the number of parking tickets for trash raccoons. pandas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like every raccoon would have a good would have yeah. a, they're all a, taped a around. around. <laughs> Just jails are full of raccoons. You got, you got like a raccoon like struggling to walk down an alleyway. It's got one of those like parking boots on its yeah. like torso it's just, <laughs> <laughs> just tape around its midsection and yeah. it's got now all that i'm thinking of is the basilica of saint mary's parking lot that's like empty 90 percent of the time so if mm. you were wondering what i was doing for most of that um most of what we were just talking about why i was just sitting there messing around my phone i just helped moke get himself a new car well what did he get is he, he done with his subaru he now he is hopefully done with the subaru i can only hope um 2013 honda civic Oh, nice. It is a manual. Very cool. He Very loves cool. manuals. He loves manuals. Good, good so, guy. We yeah, converted him. I gave him. I, I, I helped him make his first payment. Um, so he he did that. I'm not on the loan, so I'm. It's not my problem. <laughs> not your problem when he becomes delinquent. Okay. No, I don't. Good. I, don't I, I doubt he it will. It was over PayPal, uh, so it's fine. Yeah. It, it was over. It, it was actually over Venmo. But um, 
yeah, no, good for Mocha. I'm very happy for you. You've upgraded to a much more fun car, and you'll enjoy it a lot. And it will yeah, be People reliable. want to pay me for babysitting over Venmo, but I don't want the government to tax me on it, so I tell them. Yeah, you have to know what the limits are for all those apps, yeah. too. Yeah, I just I just say, cash no, cash or checks. Yeah, yeah. You, you, because well, I don't do it. I don't make enough money for it. Well, no, not only that, if it wasn't for the barter system, you would probably make taxable amount of money, but thank God they give you goats and things. So. Yeah, I know. They, give, <laughs> they pay me in Hot Wheels sometimes. It's really nice. Yes, that's very true. Um, so, <laughs> what have we learned this week? He's recovering. I, le- <laughs> I learned that there is an entire Facebook subgroup devoted to posting like fabrication quality fails for the SEMA show. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's and it is ripe with posts because SEMA is going on right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Seem is oh. just trash. It's I still really want to go next year, but like we should go. Yeah, we should go with CEC next year. Yeah. Well, I don't know about with CEC, <clears throat> but we should at least go with. You don't have to actually trash. be next to any of those people, but it's a really cost-effective way to go. Okay, cool. I'm alright with that then. Yeah. Uh, Jana, what did you learn this week? I'll, I'll, I'll fly separately. I'll just. Cool. Yeah. So, Jana, what, what did you what learn? What did I learn this week? I mean, <laughs> I've been in school. What did I learn? Um. Oh. Education is fun. Yeah, we're we're just learning. Oh, about you just said something before the beginning of the, the podcast. The, oh, the Wiperwoods. I oh. learned well, we're that. We're going to use that as a topic, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This, this no. will be an actual topic. But no, it can we're not going to okay. talk about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> what else? Leaving them in suspense learn? for a week now. <laughs> just you wait. It's been a very wait until next Saturday. Tiring. Here, week. Why, why don't you think about it? I'll tell you what yeah. I learned. I learned that Smoky Eunuch. Thank you very much, Donut Media. Smokey Unick, the NASCAR driver. He drove Doc Hudson. You know, Doc from uh, Cars? No. I've you've seen, never seen, you've, seen, you've never seen Cars? Mm-hmm. The the fabulous Hudson Hornet? Okay. You know the Hudson Hornet. The, the car that everybody... Can you the Hudson no, Hornet, please? No, no, no. no, no. Just, I'll, I'll show anyway, you later. He, uh, uh, Smokey Unick was the guy who made the, Hudson, <laughs> the fabulous Hudson Hornet as fabulous as it really was. Okay. Um, He was also the... He was, I think he might be my, might be my real grandpa, because he oh, no. did so many me things. And I think they he have... was telling me this, and I almost rolled out of the car. <laughs> so Smoke and roll. Smoky yeah. Eunuch was a uh, master cheat at NASCAR, so people are known for. So like at one point, he um, he took a the NASCAR regulation gas tanks in the 1950s were 22 mm-hmm. gallons. Mm-hmm. Well, he had a 26 gallon tank and put a basketball in it and inflated it for when they. Tested, so it tested at 22. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then he would deflate it. So then he got caught doing that, and what he did is he noticed that, okay, they put in a new clause in the rule saying you cannot have any foreign objects in your gas tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> and then he goes, well, they never, they never stated how long the fuel filler neck can be. Oh, so man. he got 11 feet of 2-inch fuel filler hose and made a 6-gallon fuel filler neck. <laughs> So this guy's like the greatest guy ever. And then, but this is my favorite Smokey Eunuch fact. Fact oh, is so in great. World War II he was a pilot um, of a bomber, and when he was training as a bomber, he was oh, he was stationed in South Carolina for like a year, and he's really bored. So he does he take the planes around, he take empty Coca Cola bottles. You know, so he dropped them out the window and make the same noise as a bomb because they have a hole inside of them. Okay. So he'd fly over farmers' fields real low, over by where they're training doing their bombing droppings. You'll find a farmer and a tractor, he'd fly overhead and he'd drop a Coca-Cola bottle out. 
<laughs> you watch the farmer talk, like bail out of the tractor. <laughs> <laughs> As the farmer's still going. <laughs> wow, what a douche. Yeah, so Smokey Eunuch. I he learned, is your spirit animal. I, I learned that Smokey Eunuch is my real grandpa. So <laughs> that's what I learned. He was also in Alabama roughly around the time my mom was married, and he had um, many lovers. So I think that he might have actually sired my mother. Your so. mother? Oh, oh. Oh, might might have been the father of my mother. Okay. So, or I, my, you of worded my, that very yeah, strangely. I know, right? it didn't compute in my brain. Uh, so yeah, there you go, Smoky Eunuch, my real grandpa. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> Jana, give us a fact about burbs. Uh. Bur- no, I I learned a lot about uh, Jesus this week. Unfortunately. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was really terrible, um, but it's also really hilarious trying to, like, hearing a Christian girl try to explain why Jesus is God, and I'm like, okay. Oh, I've had enough of that. Jesus and then, isn't okay. God. No, I know, that's what I was like. I was like, I was a raised Catholic. I don't believe Yahweh in this. Yahweh is Please. God. Jesus is, the, anyway, I'm not getting Yeah, but then my, my I'm um, not religious. professor explained it in terms of Hinduism, and the entire class was like, oh, I get it, and I could see the visual frustration on the Christian girl's face, because she's like, no, it's not that. And I was like laughing. So, I was like. So what, what did you learn? I learned I really like to see Christian people get pissed off. There you go. That's a real fact. Anyway, thank you for uh, listening to Carbitrage. Um I promise you I'm open, but, you know, those horse girls just get me. <laughs> oh, she God. is really into horses. It's really weird. Uh, okay. No, I just I don't like them. Yeah, bye. Bye. Uh, if you're on Hail Twitch, Satan. keep with it. We're going to keep the stream on. We'll get with you probably 10 minutes, 5 minutes, something like that. Otherwise, if you're listening on any other form of media. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.